I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number 66, and we are back um, after the Super Bowl. Um, a Some would say rigged Super Bowl, uh, but nonetheless, a result we have it for you. I uh, hope you know. Uh, but I'm here, obviously, with Sam Carter. And before we talk about the Super Bowl, Sam, I'm going to ask you question of the day. Kendrick Lamar performed in the Super Bowl halftime show. I would consider him a current artist. Yeah. But he has not released an album in five years. If you look into the Oracle of Sam Carter, when will be the next Kendrick Lamar album drop? <clears throat> um, this is really – this might be the toughest question that you have ever asked me on here. Um. I think the the sad but true answer is in a while. Um, it is disappointing because he is such a great artist. Um, but one day we will get that J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar collab album. One day. Mm. The modern version of Jay-Z and Kanye West. Wow. That's... Spell words, um, but I'm gonna go three years to put a year on it. Um, I don't know if that collab's gonna happen, but enough talk about music, although we will talk about that later. Uh, it's time to talk about the big game, and uh, I first want to congratulate Sam Carter uh, for winning our playoff prediction challenge uh, seven and six on the games. Uh, these are pretty tough this year. You know, I had a losing record on picking the games this year. Uh, the score 23 to 20, uh, the Rams get a game winning. Drive uh, to win the game with a touchdown. Cooper Cup is named Super Bowl MVP. Odell Beckham chose the ACL in, in the second quarter. Uh, Sam, just give me your first thoughts uh, for the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, it was a great game. Um, I think that going into it, uh, you definitely wouldn't have expected the Bengals to reach the Super Bowl. Um, the Rams, maybe you would have. Uh, but I think that it was it would be difficult to cheer against either of these teams unless you were a fan of, of either one of them. Um, but I think that it was a really well, evenly matched Super Bowl and maybe the most entertaining of the last few years. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, looking, you know, at this as a whole, um, you know, you look at the calls on the stretch, the holding, the pass interference on that last Rams drive. Uh, Sam, what did you think of the calls? I mean, I feel like I feel like in a really big game like this and tightly matched too. Like I feel like the last thing you want to do is over officiate the game, um, just because one call can can change the outcome. So I'm not I, I I'm not really a fan of it. Okay, and I gotta ask you, uh, the Bengals, you know, had the lead for most of the second half. Um, would you consider this a disappointment for the Bengals, or you, you see, think they're just happy uh, to make it this far? Well, it's definitely a disappointment, um, but I would say that the expectations uh, for the whole season, really, um, but. This game, too, I'd say the expectations were that the Rams would go in and blow them out. Or at least that was my expectation. Um, 
but they they held their own. So I would not say that it's a disappointment um, the way they played. And I got to ask you, um, when do you think, uh, how many years is it going to take for Joe Burrow and this team to make it back to the Super Bowl to get another sh- shot at uh, doing this? Um, I hope it's soon just because I really like this team. Um, I'm not a huge Joe Burrow fan, uh, but I do like T. Higgins. Um, so I hope it's soon, but realistically, I I would say I'm gonna say five years if they even get back. You know. Mm, okay. Well, uh, the Rams are certainly uh, looking pretty poor about their repeat chances, um, as you know they got a lot of one-year contract guys like Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald is t- talking about retiring, Sean McVay is talking about retiring. Oda Beckham is on a one-year contract. Um, Matthew Stafford's getting old. Um, a lot of pieces there. Um, do you think, Sam, that this team has any chance of repeating? Um, realistically. Realistically, no. I don't think so. I think that the NFC is going to be tough again, and especially that division. I do not see a way that they could go back-to-back. Yeah, um, you know, I think that the thing we all want to talk about, though, is that halftime show. Exactly. Um, some called it the greatest ever. Uh, Sam, just let it out. Well, I mean, first of all, you know, I'm I'm at church. I'm watching it with Dean and, you know, a few other friends. Um, this, this was pretty hype, especially like this – I would say this is my taste in music, um, but you know, aside from the song selections, it was it was a pretty high powered halftime show. Um, you know, it was just it was just great. So if you had a rate it out of ten, uh, what are you gonna give it? Uh, easily a ten. Um, the Everything about it was great. I feel like usually it's just it's just like blah. But this time, I mean, I do have bias towards it, but it was really entertaining with the whole setup of the buildings. Um, and then the surprise by 50 Cent, that was pretty cool too. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, an incredible shock. Uh, you know, into the you know halftime, you know, kind of being stagnant over the past few years. You know, you, you had the weekend last year, which was kind of just weird. Katy Perry was mid um, a few years back, um, but you know, what a great game! And I gotta ask you, Sam, uh, looking at the you know Bengals' offensive line, were they the real reason that the Bengals could not win this game? Um. Well, I think that, you know, given all the sacks, I think that you definitely have to attribute a lot of the fault on them. <clears throat> but you also have to look at the Rams' uh, defensive line. You know, I think that it was just a recipe for success for the Rams and then the opposite for the bank <clears throat> for the Bengals. Um I you can't you obviously can't put all of the blame on them, 
but you know a lot of it you can so now sam you know i i turn to you you said the defense was you know the biggest part uh, but cooper cup was awarded the super bowl uh mvp and uh what do you think you know this was this a deserved um mvp <clears throat> um he had a really really good season and he had two touchdown passes or two touchdown catches receptions but i think that at least from what i saw in that last defensive stand by the rams i think that in my mind the uh mvp should have gone to aaron donald um i think that he's really put in the years uh you know so i think i think it's him but cooper cup and even um Matthew Stafford could have gotten the MVP too. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of options. Um, but, you know, we'll just wait and see uh, for next year uh, for the NFL. You know, a lot to talk about. You know, weekend NFC South is going to be interesting uh, for the Panthers. The Seagulls try to rebuild after the Big Ben era. And uh, interesting note, you know, the past two Super Bowl champions have come, you know, from their own home stadium. Next year, uh, the Super Bowl will be in Arizona. So uh, if you're looking for uh, making a bet, um, I would go with the Cardinals. You know, they got a solid team. Maybe Kyler Murray finally breaks through uh, in the later half of the season. Uh, but Sam, any final thoughts on this Super Bowl 56? Nope. All right, that's going to do it um, for the NFL in 2022 on Cardinal Larry. We'll be right back with some NBA. Well, there is more sadness in Charlotte um, as the Hornets have again had a losing week, going one and two, uh, losing the Bulls and Grizzlies. It'd be the Pistons, though, thankfully. Still ninth in the Eastern Conference at 29-29. Two games left before the All-Star break. Playing the Timberwolves tonight and then the Heat. Uh, that game, I think, is on Thursday. And uh, then we'll have the All-Star break, get a chance to get healthy, get Gordon, Jalen McDaniels, and Cody Martin back. Um, but Sam, why don't you give us our player of the week uh, this past week? So player of the week this week, a new face, Montrez Harrell, or as I like to call him, Trezel. Um, I think that's my nickname for him. Uh, but, you know, just it's great to get a, a big guy down low aside from Mason Plumlee um, to help kind of spread out those fouls. Um, but definitely good to get a, a, a big, a new big guy down there. Yeah. And uh, next week, um, Sam, what's our uh, goal for the week? Um, I mean, we definitely have to beat the T wolves. Um, and then probably got to beat the heat too, but I mean, I don't think that's realistic, but for the purposes of the goal, I'm going to say two and zero. Mm. Uh, bold words from Sam right there. Uh, but now it's time to talk about the boldest teams in the NBA, the top dogs. And in the East, you got the Heat at the top of the East at um, 37 and 20. And then the Bulls at 37 and 21. The Cavs at 35 and 22. And the Sixers at 34 and 22. Sam, what's going on out West? Out West, um, the Phoenix Suns are still in first at 46 and 10. The Warriors in second at forty-two and sixteen, the Grizzlies in third at forty and eighteen, and the Jazz at thirty-six and twenty-one. 
And now it is time to talk about the trade deadline, and a lot happened, so let me break it down. The uh, biggest trades, uh, first up, we got to talk about what Sam mentioned earlier, the Hornets acquire Montres Hero for Vernon, Vernon Carey and Ish Smith. Uh, Sam, obviously, I know you're sad to see Ish go. You know, I know you loved him yeah. uh, in that Lakers game. Um, but uh, also, the blockbuster trade, uh, the Nets send James Harden and Paul Millsap to the, se- to the 76ers in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and um, Andre Drummond. Uh, big trade there. Took away the winners and losers there. And then Serge Ibaka goes to the Bucks to add another piece, a veteran piece to that team, and a four-team trade. And CJ McCollum has gone to the New Orleans uh, Hornets. I mean, excuse me, the Pelicans, not the Hornets anymore. And uh, DeMontis Sabonis has gone to Sacramento. And now, um, f- time to talk about the Montrose Herald trade. Um, Sam, on a grading scale from A to F, uh, how do you see this trade? Um, I think it's a solid B. Um, I don't want to go as far to say it was a C, just because we didn't really give up much. Vernon Carey obviously has done nothing with his time as a Hornet. Um, Ish Smith, as you said, won that Lakers game for us, but still he's old. Um, And, you know, we have a a big guy uh, down low now, so I think that really helps. Yeah, and uh, now it's time to talk about the blockbuster trade. Uh, Ben Simmons finally getting to play. Uh, He has played a game in Brooklyn. Um, he played yesterday. Um, actually, let me take a quick intermission to look up what he did yesterday. Excuse me, Sam. Give me a second. I'm almost there. Uh, it's loading, loading, loading. All right. Uh, oh, he did not. Did he play? Am I just missing something? Uh, it looks like he did not play. I apologize for that waiting. Um, but Sam, overall, uh, who do you think won this trade? Uh, the Nets or the 76ers? I would say that I think the Nets won. I mean, not the Nets, (laughs) the 76ers. Um, just because, you know, you, you're getting, um, Ben Simmons out of there. I think losing uh, Seth Curry kind of hurts, but still nothing major. And you're replacing him with James Harden. Um, and, I, you know, I don't really see a need for Ben Simmons on the Nets. I've, I feel like he's kind of a similar player to Kevin Durant, just that he can't shoot. Um, so I think, I think the 76ers won that trade. I'm going to go against you here. That's definitely won this trade. Ben Simmons adds a great defensive presence to this Nets team, and he really um, can, uh, you know, really bring an inside presence. You know, help them with rebounding. They struggle with that at times. You have Kevin Durant, not the best rebounder, even though he's literally seven feet tall. Um, but you know, I think that this is a good trade for both sides. Um, I think both teams are going to get better, but I don't know when Kevin Durant's going to be back. Will Kyrie get a vaccine? You know, will Ben Simmons mesh with all these shooters? You know, he hasn't played professional basketball, in, you know, in you know nine months. So, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see all this how all this works out. Um, but the East is just getting tougher every day, and I worry for the Hornets. Um, but you know, we'll just see what goes down. Uh, but now it is time for the most fun weekend of the regular season, 
and that um, is All-Star Weekend. And on Friday, you got the Rising Stars game and the Celebrity game. Uh, you can watch both those on the USA Network. And then everybody's favorite, uh, Saturday night, you got the dunk contest. And let's start with this, Sam. Uh, last year, obviously, it was a terrible dunk contest. Yeah. Um, before I list the contestants, we pick who you think is going to win. Uh, what do you think really needs to happen to bring the dunk contest back, to resurrect it back into the spotlight? Um, you know, I think that you really just have to take the dunk contest back to its roots. Um, you know, none of this goofy jumping over cars and stuff, bringing props into it. I think that degrades it. Um, I think that we need to go back to the, you know, Michael Jordan free throw line, um, 360 windmill from Vince, the classic dunks, you know, they, they never get old. Hmm. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I want to mention, uh, that this is, uh, the anniversary of Vince Carter's epic 2000 performance, uh, in the dunk contest. Um, but I would like to mention before that, uh, in 1997, the last time, um, Cleveland hosted an All-Star game. Uh, Kobe Bryant did win the uh, all, uh, the dunk contest. Uh, and one of the worst uh, dunk contests ever, by the way, but he still won. And uh, looking at the participants this year, you got Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Cole Anthony, former Tar Heel, and Juan Toscano-Anderson uh, from the Golden State Warriors. And uh, Sam, who jumps out of you as a favorite? Um, I think the, the obvious answer would be Obi Toppin. But I'm going to go with the rookie, Jalen Green. Hmm. I completely agree with you. I think that, you know, he's really showed some flashes. Uh, but don't count on Obi Toppin. I think that he really, you know, he, he can really bring the power uh, to the dunks. Um, you know, it's, it's an yeah. underrated aspect of, you know, how hard uh, you can dunk it. And he, he really just dunks the ball very aggressively. And, uh, you know, I'm interested to see what Cole Anthony can do. I know he can really dunk, but, you know, the little guy, you know, it's hard. Besides Spud Webb, you know, yeah. when's the last time a little guy really won the dunk? I mean, I guess Nate Robinson. Uh, but they're very rare examples uh, of that. Um, so I think Jalen Green is a good pick. Um, but I think that all these guys, Juan Stein Anderson, he, he really comes in with like those, you know, off of a miss kind of dunk. Um, but we'll just have to see. I think it's gonna. This has a chance because I think Jalen Green can really dunk the ball, and uh, let's just see what happens. Uh, but in three point contest, you got Fred VanVleet, uh, Luke Kennard, Desmond Bain, Zach Levine, C.J. McCollum, Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. Um, Sam, who uh, jumps out at you here? <clears throat> I think Trey Young again would be the obvious answer, but I'm gonna go with the underrated. Most hated, Dookie, Luke Kennard. Obviously, he's not the most hated, but, you know, he's a Dookie. So, I mean, I, he's, he's shown that he can really shoot the ball. He killed us. He killed the Hornets uh, when they came to town. Um, so, I'm going to go with the, the underdog here with Luke Kennard. I am going to go against you. I got to go with Trey Young. Um, he's been playing spectacularly this season. I think Zach Levine's got a really good chance too, but I think Trey Young uh, takes it uh, for me. And uh, looking at the skills challenge, a new format this year, you got three teams playing in a variety of challenges. You got the Cavs team, 
which features Darius Garland, uh, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. And then you got the Giannis Brothers team, which is the three Giannis Brothers. And then a rookie team with the best three rookies. I think it's Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, and um, Scotty Barnes are playing uh, for that team. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot to look forward to. And then you got the All-Star game, obviously, on TNT on Sunday night. And so, Sam, i got to ask you, this year, what event are you looking forward to the most? It's got to be the dunk contest. I mean, it is what it is. Mm. Uh, I'm looking forward to the All-Star game. Um, you know, finally got an All-Star uh, for the Hornets uh, for the first time since Kimba in 2019. Um, so it should be great. And uh, I think LaMelo is going to really bring something out very special uh, in this All-Star game. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. I uh, can't wait to report all this back. Um, you know, I love – last year we didn't really get a breakdown of the dunk contest because it was so bad. So I hope that, um, you know, I think me and Sam uh, both are going to have some great analysis on these dunks. Uh, but, Sam, any final thoughts here? Nope. I'll be right back with some college basketball. Welcome back to Carlin Lowry. And uh, for our final segment, we got, obviously, college basketball. And uh, things are heating up as now after the Super Bowl, the uh, biggest event uh, coming up in all sports uh, is the March Madness Tournament. And uh, let me and Sam take you on a journey uh, leading you up to the tournament. We'll have coverage uh, every week. Uh, But let's get started with the big games last week. Uh, Number one, Auburn going down to Arkansas at Arkansas uh, in overtime. Uh, Purdue taking down Illinois in a crushing game, number three beating number 13. And Memphis, Penny Hardaway's team, uh, defeating number six Houston, I had to give them two losses on the week, uh, 69 to 59. All right, Sam, um, I got to ask you, uh, you know, obviously Auburn in uh, the two uh, spot right now in the AP poll. Walker Kessler, the former Tar Heel, playing great. Uh, can you imagine what would have been if a potential National Player of the Year this year, Walker Kessler, had still been on UNC? Um, you know, obviously Armando Bacot's kind of taking the lead. Uh, do you think that, the Tarles would really be that much better of a team if Walker Kessler were still with them. Um, I don't. I think that he would be really, really good, but I don't think he would be playing at a level that he is now. Just because I think that the guys that you play with really, you know, are are really important to how you play. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, got some you know lower regarded. Uh, players at Auburn, but they're playing great this year, and uh, they're looking. You know, obviously not a lot of experience there um, in the uh, NCAA tournament. You know, they did make it uh, to the Final Four um, a couple years ago in 2019, but you know, we'll just have to see what goes uh, down there. Um, but looking at next week, we got Baylor taking on Texas Tech. That's a great game. Uh, number four, Kentucky. Oscar Sheboy playing great, leads the nation in double doubles. Um, Armando Baker trailing him closely. He dominated UNC. They'll take on Tennessee, who's 16th. Both of teams beat uh, UNC. And then number eight, Providence, one of the surprise teams of the year, will take on number 10, Villanova. And then, Sam, why don't you tell us uh, the top dogs uh, in the ACC uh, currently? So the top dogs essentially remain the same with Duke at first at 11-3. and three. Notre Dame also at 11-3 and three in second. Miami at ten and four, and then Carolina also at ten and four and fourth. All right, and uh, the Tar Heels uh, won twice. Um, first uh, with a game-winning layup by Brady Manick against Clemson, and then a dominating performance against Florida State. Uh, they go to eighteen and seven. Uh, they're ten and four in the ACC, and only six ACC games left on the season. Next week they will play Pitt. 
Virginia Tech and Louisville. Uh, Virginia Tech on the road. That is a critical game. The Tar Heels, if they can win that game, I believe uh, they will almost yeah. have it locked up for the uh, NCAA tournament because I think at that point you got you know that good positioning. But I think ACC tournament is going to be very important this year. Get a chance to get some quad one wins uh, for the Tar Heels. Um, but now, uh, looking at the bubble, uh, you got Oklahoma, San Francisco, North Carolina, Wake Forest, and your last four buys, last four in, Iowa State, Creighton, BYU, Oregon. Uh, first four out, Memphis, Michigan, San Diego State, Florida, and the next four out, Rutgers, Kansas State, Virginia Tech, and Belmont. And so, Sam, i got to ask you, this is more philosophical kind of college basketball question. Mm-hmm. You saw UCLA uh, last year come out of the first four and make it all the way to the final four. Uh, why do you think this recent trend uh, has started to happen with uh, these teams you know, making it all the way to the final four or to the Elite Eight out of the first four? Why do you think this is happening in recent years? I think that, I think that these teams aren't getting enough coverage, you know, and they don't, they don't have great regular seasons. You can't just judge based on that. Or really, you have to judge mostly on that rather than the conference tournament, you know, because you could just have one bad game and get knocked out in the first round. Um, I think specifically for UCLA, they were criminally underrated. Um, I mean, there's no way that a team that, that, you know, started the season out ranked number two uh, was, you know, basically as the same guys now as they did a year ago as an 11 seed. Um, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, and, uh, you know, looking at these uh, teams, you know, on the bubble, obviously, you know, you got a a little bit of love in your heart for North Carolina. Uh, But do any of these teams – um, stand out to you as a team that could really make a run this year? Um, you know, Wake Wake is really good. I think that they're really underrated. Um, I don't I don't know about North Carolina. Um, but you know, as a Carolina fan, you always pick Carolina in your bracket to win it all. So. You gotta have a, at least a little bit of faith. Yeah, I think Wake's a great three point shooting team. I think, but I think that the key, you know, if you, I know it's a lot of talk about quad one. What's quad one? And to explain it, uh, the teams that are basically in the AC, the NCAA tournament field based on just best teams, like the best sixty four teams, that is a quad one win. In terms, all of their losses have been quad one. They're one and seven in quad one. Quad one. And those are really the key games that the committee looks at because, like, you look at teams you're playing in the NCAA tournament, you know, those are the teams you want to look at. Um, so the ACC tournament is going to be very important uh, for the ACC, determining where they get their seedings. Because think about it. You know, if you're in the top four, which it looks like the Toros are going to be because they have a particularly easy ACC schedule coming in, if you can beat, you know, a Wake, a Miami, and then a Duke, I mean, that's three quad wins right there. And it moves you up, you know, three or four seed lines. So... It's going to be very important, uh, the ACC tournament, to really make a statement. Because I think any any one of these teams, obviously Duke's going to be a one or two seed. I think any one of these teams has a chance to really propel themselves in that six seed spot. Um, you know, looking at Miami, uh, Notre Dame. Well, I guess not Notre Dame, but uh, Miami, UNC, maybe Virginia Tech, definitely Wake Forest, uh, have a chance to really propel themselves um, into real conversation to be able to advance the tournament. 
we'll have to see, you know, a bit of a down year for the ACC, but I think they can really come back in a big way because, you know, obviously you got the great coaches, um, you know, like Jim Beheim, you know, look what he could win. I feel like his team, you know, they've been still have those great shooters, you know, they've done done anything, but what if they come out and win the ACC tournament? You just never know. Um, that's the end of my rant, though. Uh, Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. Alright, that's going to do it uh, for episode number 66 of Cardinal Lowry. And you're from us next Tuesday.